Okay, welcome back. It's time for This Week with Wendy, the newest show here in OC Talk Radio, where you'll hear the real talk about the SoCal estate of mind. With your host, Wendy Ross, who after decades of working at real estate brokerages in Silicon Valley in Orange County, decided it was time to do something different, create a different kind of real estate uh, business. And so she did, Veracity Real Estate. Time was right for a renewed commitment to bespoke client advocacy at all price levels. Yeah, we said all price levels. And that's seldom available within high-cost luxury markets like Southern California. And over time, Wendy has built a company of data-driven real estate investment advisors who are truth-seekers and truth-tellers. And all we can do is hope that Wendy will share some of that truth with us today here. So let's bring her in. Truth be told, she's here. Wendy. Good morning, Paul. How are you? I'm good. We're doing this one right before the holidays here. You got all your shopping done. You're ready for the, the big event this weekend here. <laughs> you should have seen me last night at 10 o'clock in bed with my laptop, frantically looking for something online. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my favorite color is orange because it's Orange County Talk Radio. So I'll just keep that in mind. All right. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Hence the orange glow around us here. Go <laughs> Orange everywhere. Orange walls, everything here it's not a very well-kept secret it's Paul. not well you know sometimes you got to be you got to be on the nose you got to be <laughs> you got to be obvious well uh, it's obvious that you have an unusual special guest today here he's looking around like he's uh trying to figure all this stuff out he doesn't look like the uh, real estate uh attorneys that usually you, you drag in here no no he is not one of my many attorney friends and I am so glad that I didn't give you any information in advance. Nothing. Though. You just told me this is going to be special. So I'm sitting here, I'm setting it up, and I'm waiting for some kind of incredible story because that's what we're looking for. Oh, I think I told you, hang on to your socks. So. <laughs> okay. Before we get into to Hans, I mean, I know you know I'm here because I'm a data nerd. And, uh, and my show is all about bringing you market analysis that you can't find anywhere else. And one of the ways that I can bring you market analysis you can't find anywhere else is because I surround myself with experts and we bring new experiences to real estate. So in that vein, please welcome Hans Sheen. Mm, it's good to be here. Yeah. Is he an expert or a data nerd? Or, uh, or let, me, let me tell you a little bit about Hans. Okay. So we're going to tiptoe into this. Oh, please do. So Hans was born and educated in Germany. Not terribly surprising, given his name and his thick, thick accent. I thought he was an Irishman like me, but that's okay. <laughs> what <He>, accent? <laughs> yeah, right. He is not Hans from Franz. He is Hans from Deutschland. Uh, but he attended law school. And, well, get this, in Germany, he's attending law school. And not that he's an overachiever or anything, he was also a semi-pro football player. So don't be confused. That was, okay. that was in Germany. Here All we right. call it soccer. Oh, okay. All but right. he was a very famous, famous man. I'm sure the chicks went wild, right? So in 1986, Hums immigrated to the U.S., and today we can credit Hans with being a prolific patent holder and a testament to resiliency. So he went from law school to chemical engineering. Again, not much of an overachiever, right? Yeah. Not wow. much this man okay. can't and hasn't done. And has nothing to do with data. Nothing. No, he's not data-driven <laughs> at all. See, we, nerds come in very surprising packages. You would never know, right? We're both nerds in our own very special way. So, And now he's become um, a master leather scientist. He is the chief of research and development at a company called Durahide. It's an international company that integrates the best practices of the past with today's leather technology and solutions. And he is the leather meister. Um, he is known as the innovator of leather surface protection technologies used mostly in sports, military, and industry applications. 
So it, it's super impressive, but why I want him here today is to talk about how to create a workout sanctuary at home. A workout sanctuary? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to figure out uh, where you're going with right? this. Right? So where is the tie and what is, yeah, what is law, he doing here? And then we got pro- professional soccer. soccer right. And then we got working with leather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, multiple international patent holder. But he's also a um, health, fitness, and gym expert. Mm. So he's going to talk to us about how to make a home gym with any space you have available. And that's the burning question. I'm like, really? So we're going to get into that. So now that I've teased you and tortured okay. you, I'm going to do a quick market recap and talk about what happened this past week. And then we'll get into all that is haunts. So December's trend continues just like November did. 15% ahead of last year, in spite of having 50% less inventory. It's just bizarre. We're selling consistently so much more with so much less. Last week alone, we added 177 new homes to the market, which may sound like a lot, but the week before that, we added 215. So we're, we are trending down in the inventory coming onto the market. We've put 350 into escrow in the last seven days versus a week before. We put 368 into escrow in that, that week. We sold 588 in the prior seven days. That's pretty crazy compared to 522 the week before that. So what we are seeing is our historic trend of end of year crush. Those people who are trying to get homes closed during the current tax year seems to be on the way. So I expect, again, record-breaking numbers for the end of the month. And when we get there, I will share that. For all the folks out there saying, yeah, but where are the foreclosures? Yeah, where are the foreclosures? We have eight total distressed homes on the market. So if you want to be one of the lucky eight, good on you. But, um, you know, I think your better odds are in Vegas. So we're trending at seven days on market the last seven days instead of the eight days on market we've seen in the prior 14 weeks. So again, this is fueling my argument that there's a push for the end of the year. Let's just see how this nets out. In another week or so, I'll have that data for you. So that's it. That's all I have for last week's data. It's way more fun to talk about Hans. And as you know, every week I try to bring a notable name to join me to talk about something behind the scenes, behind the scenes analysis of what's really going on in SoCal real estate so you can understand what's going on. And uh, as you probably know by now, I look at the market a bit differently and so do my guests. And Hans definitely looks at life a bit differently. He is not your average Joe. And we're going to share what the industry knows about everything real estate, including home gyms, and sometimes what they don't want you to know, but I do. And so does Hans, because we know that your home is going to be your best investment if you know how the game is played and you know how to invest your money wisely. So all of this brings me right back to Hans. Again, thank you so much for being here. Glad to be here. All right. So we've, we've teased Paul in the world with this, this incredible pedigree that you have, and you've developed so many technologies around leather. And when I met you, you were deep, deep in that, still actually, I think, creating some patents. Some yeah, I think uh, I was, I was writing, my, writing my second patent when we, mm-hmm. when we met Yeah, you know, a long time ago. So, so how did you get, my dear Hans, from leather to home gyms and working out? I mean, I, I know you had a life-changing event, and tell us about what that was and, and how you got from here to there. Well, as you uh, you know, uh, knowing me as long as we we know each other, that uh, um, I I had a life changing experience in the early well twelve years ago, mm-hmm. two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. Um, I was um, diagnosed with uh, brain tumors, 
and uh, that happened actually in Taiwan. I had a stroke and big seizures in, in, in the morning, uh, went to the hospital, and out of nowhere, they came back and said, well, you have 30 minutes to talk to somebody, call somebody, do wow. something. Wow, so you're in Thailand on a business trip. Taiwan. I'm oh, sorry, Taiwan yeah, on a business on trip. On a business trip. For leather. Was ready to go home the very next day. And they're like, you got 30 minutes, go. And uh, they said, well, we can't let you out of here. We need to open your, your, uh, your head right away mm. to uh, stop the swelling. Mm. And um, you have 30 minutes to call somebody, and uh, then we go, and there's no way that you can go on the plane anywhere. Right. So, uh, what went through your head then? Th there, nothing goes through your head. Yeah. If you if you go to the, I always say that this experience is, uh, what happens before, what happens after, you can all deal with. But the moment when you get diagnosed with something really, really bad and incredibly bad you lose all your senses. You don't know what's going on. It gets dark from the, mm -hmm. it darkens up on you. And all you think is, well, what a way to die. It's truly numbness, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So you don't, you, you, you don't know any, you're numb. You're, yeah. you're totally numb. Well, you knew me some 30 years ago when I first got my heart diagnosis and they said I, I needed a pacemaker. And, I know. and that's how I felt. It was like, wait a minute, what? And you're right. You just sort of lose touch. There's, there's sensory is gone. You're in this little vacuum in your head, yeah. going, "Am I, am I going to live?" But the good thing, but the good news about it is, you know, you learn how to fight. You learn how to, you know, conquer and divide. And you mm -hmm. know what is important in life right now. Mm -hmm. You know, and then suddenly, even with real estate, talking about how do you make the connection from real estate to what I, what I did and right. what I do, and talking about the gym, it is that you enjoy everything much better. You know, and, and much more mm -hmm. German, excuse my language. Well, focusing on what so, you enjoy should matter. Exactly. And at that point in time, I just purchased a big home, mm -hmm. you know. And then when I got back home, finally, I said, I really want to enjoy this as much as I can for as long as I can. So it became that I changed my, uh, my, my lifestyle, you know, from... You know, stop drinking, stop smoking, but that's everybody else's choice. You know, I'm not sure. here an advocate for for living healthy. No, but or this is your story right now. But um, but yeah. So and then I had this beautiful home, and I really wanted to enjoy it. And then COVID hit, right? And we couldn't go to the gym anymore. And uh, at times, you weren't even allowed with three or four people in a group to mm -hmm. to jog down or to work out wherever. So. You had to rely on making your own space in your own in your own home. I, I'm going to ask you if I may interrupt to sure. to back up a little bit because I know you personally and I know your story. Really, but the people listening don't. And there's a little bit that I feel like you're kind of glossing over, and that is, it wasn't like oh I just wanted to enjoy my home and oh I want to be able to work out at home because of COVID. You had major rehabilitation that you had to do after your brain right. surgery, right? Yeah. You had to relearn. Everything. Everything. Yeah. Well, there's. I was going to get to it. The the how it started actually. It was. It started with the rehab, in, the hospital bed, mm -hmm. to the rehab next door in a little room with a, with a nurse. Mm -hmm. You know, and then, able after a few months to fly home, starting work light workout, mm -hmm. and then I just kept with it, and I kind of like, said, hey, look, you know, I want to be the best I've ever been before. I want to get rid of all the baggage that I have, mm -hmm. and uh, I want to have a total reprogram uh, of my of my attitude. You know. So you transitioned from physical therapy 
and vocational rehabilitation right. into actually working out. And then into taking it a little bit further than that. No. Yes. How yes. far did we take it, Hans? Well, I was working on and working on and working on, and I was kind of like, oh, this, this is working well for me. And as you mentioned before, I used to play play pro sports, and mm -hmm. uh, I always had, you know, some somewhat of a of a goal orientated attitude. A little you know? competitive, might little, we be? Little competitive, yes. Just discussion. Just a little bit. So, and then um, a trainer in the gym came to me and he said, "Hey, uh, you should go on stage." And <laughs> and I said, "What do you mean, a rocket?" <laughs> it's know? a pity if this is a podcast because the man's got great legs you know so uh <laughs> how do you know <laughs> so um so so i said you're kidding you know and, and then he said no if you would get a a trainer that could prepare you for 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 bodybuilding you know as a natural bodybuilder as i am um because of the obviously of the of the brain surgery and and whatnot i i could not have any kind of altering uh, medication or, mm. or, or, or supplements or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, so I had to stay natural. And uh, when you're my age, you know, you have the metabolism of a houseplant, you know, <laughs> so, so it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's hard to, to make the gains that, that you want, but it worked out really well for me. And then uh, make a Long story short, the next thing, I found myself in Venice Beach at Muscle Beach, being in a competition with uh, two hundred other people, all ages, and uh, I'm I'm walking the stage where, you know, the big ones uh, like Arnold, right? You know, yeah. So it was kind of like exciting, and then I just like you said, the competitiveness, you know, I just. Uh, Caught the bug and like, hey, wait, uh, I can really do this. Yeah, and then I became better and better and better and better, and uh, I actually started winning competitions, big competitions, international competitions. What sort of titles do you hold? Uh, besides being the dumbest old man there is. Yes, uh, aside from besides that. Besides from that, um, well, I do have uh, a Mr. South America and Mr. Baja, and I was in many, many competitions in the States, in Arizona, on the East Coast and whatnot, and uh, there are so many different... Uh, right, um, there's competitions everywhere. Yeah, and, and there are so many different competitions and, and organizations that you... I, I start for the WNBF, which is the World National Bodybuilding Federation. Mm -hmm. So everybody that I compete against and with is also natural. So That's the, wonderful. So the playing field is nice, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But I do also competition where where we where we uh, uh, where I compete against um, kids half of my age. You know? That's amazing. Yeah, I think the T-shirt that I have right now is older than some of the people that I <laughs> competed against. <laughs> that you very know? well could be. So uh, so yeah, that's that's how I got there, and um, and it's important for people to yeah. know that that's why you're here because you really do understand what it takes to work out for years and years and years and what type of routines and regimens you might you might need you might want to employ at home yeah you, obviously of course and uh, um, the thing is that you'll be amazed well first of all again what you what you said it is amazing that I did not know at some point in time after the surgery uh, what was bigger a cat or an elephant you know, Seriously, I, your brain was was, it was recovering not, from that. It was not making the connection. Uh, I did not know that eight is 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 uh, bigger than six. You wow! Know? I could not 
uh, pull a line between between the numbers scrolled in in random, you know, from one number to the next number. So, uh, you know, even mind association was 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 nothing. You know? Right. And then I still, as you know. Um, well, the fact that you forgot about me completely, I know your your brain was really damaged. <laughs> well, I didn't forget about you. I just forgot. So should we should we uh, let people into our? No, we're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, but based upon that yeah, experience, so yeah, it was it was it was really really hard, you know. And then it makes the little success steps. So much more important, you know. So looking at the big picture, you say, oh, you made all this thing and got from this to this to this to this. Um, no, it, it was every day little baby steps, mm -hmm. you know. And every time uh, I could remember um, the violin, hammer, and piano. And uh, that's, that's, that's a story that whenever you go to, to, to the rehab mm -hmm. and uh, they tell you three things to remember, you know, like oh. like they did with our last president, you know. <laughs> but he didn't have brain surgery, I did, you know. So you walk in and they tell you, you know, three things, you know, like uh, like violin, hammer, and piano. And then mm -hmm. after an hour of, of rehab, they said, what are the three things that I, wow. you know. And for the first three months, I couldn't remember. I could not remember. I mean, you were not allowed to write down or make, you know. They, they said these words and then immediately go into, into the other brain exercises and I had no idea what they said. Isn't it amazing how yeah. you went from there? Because I remember you telling me um, months ago, and I didn't really understand the truth of it, that you didn't know how to use a doorknob. I, I did not use, I did not use it. I did not know how to use a doorknob. You yeah. know, I woke up and I, I, I know what a doorknob was. I saw the doorknob. I know mm -hmm. that it opens the door. But, uh, you know, I didn't even try because I was baffled if it works or not. Wow. And how it works. So, and what an incredible example of starting from zero. Like, yeah. I, I don't I don't know how anything functions. Your body was probably weak. Your brain connection to your body was not well, at I lost, all I lost, used to be. I lost everything pretty much. Yeah. You know, my yeah. body was not doing what, I, what, what, is, what it was doing before. Uh, my appetite was different. My, my uh, sleep habits were different. Uh, even when I was awake, it, everything was different. You know, and then deep down, you, you, you have the feeling that something has to change. You know, I have to mm -hmm. change and adapt to what my new life is like. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, uh, so that was the that that was the biggest hurdle. But then after you get that, everything after that is is accomplishment and a blessing, and you just feel good about yourself. You know, it's kind of like the universe gave you a reset in a very harsh manner. Yeah, and the thing is also they give you a reset button, but they also comes with a warning that says, "Don't f this up." Yeah, you know, yeah, don't fall into a pattern where you give up or give in, mm -hmm. or just just be, you know, your sourpuss and, and and sit there around and say, "Well, this is the the cards that were dealt," you know, and right. you know, so you do something, you know. So, so you really embrace what matters. Yeah, and you understand what matters. Yeah, and it's kind of like a twelve-step program too, you know, in of life. Not mm -hmm. because you have an addiction of anything, but it's like a twelve-step program in life. You know, you make amends to the things where you went wrong or mm -hmm. or, or, or what you could have done better. Mm -hmm. You know, and ever since that happened to me, I tell you, it's the it's the only time for the past decade or so that I can go to bed every night, and I'm sure I couldn't have done more or things better.
you know, and that gives you a good night's sleep, and then you wake up next morning, make your bed, and you keep going again, you know. But this is, it's a profound story, and one that I know better than our listeners, and uh, and I encourage them to, to follow the podcast when we're done to get more information about how to follow you, because I'm sure that you're just going to get more and more yeah. followers, because you're fascinating. Oh, oh thank you. You are. And, and based on all of this experience, it sounds like the key takeaways for our audience is to like focus on what really matters and, yes. and perhaps bear in mind what Ralph Waldo Emerson said that health is the first wealth. And, you know, so you're, you're making the argument that part of the SoCalist state of mind is that overall living and wellness matters. And that's mind, yeah. body, occupational, physical. Yeah. yeah that's the same thing as uh, in Latin, it's mensana and corporizano. You know, that means a, a healthy mind and a healthy body and a healthy body. See? You know, so, uh, and the thing is, you know, coming back to the connection with real estate, it's, uh, you know, everybody says the American dream is to have to own your own home and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So, but by the time you own your own home, you shouldn't be concerned about how do I pay for it? What do I do with it? And, and stress out over it. Right. Enjoy it. Well, and like you, you know? said, I mean, you, and that's why I teased with this at the beginning. You're like, okay, so you can create a workout haven at home with any square footage. I oh, mean, yeah, how is that possible? I mean, how much space do they really need to get started? Well, you know, when I started working out at home, you know, I needed, I didn't need any space. I just need a chair. Mm. You know, that's how I started. You wow. Know? And I got little elastic bands, you know, that helped me out. And you do everything that you can do to to uh, uh, get your muscles in motion, your body in motion, and, and, and stretching your body just with very, very simple, easy steps. You know, and then you go from there. And, and the other thing is, you know, what I noticed when I was looking for the for, for a place to put a gym in, mm -hmm. how much space you actually have in your home that you don't even use. Everybody has that extra bedroom, you know, that's uh, for the, you know, you find the ironing board and you find an old uh, treadmill maybe. Or, or like or my bicycle, house, it's the dog's room. Or the dog's room, <laughs> you know. Or, you know, and and it always cold in there and it smells like grandma, you know. So, <laughs> so and you can take these, you know, and, and I did it in my garage, you know. I live in Southern California. I'm, I, I have a big garage. And so I built a huge carport, you know, for the cars so they can stand outside. And I built a 500-square-foot uh, gym, you know. But then again, you know, I was doing kind of like on a professional basis, so I needed a little more elaborate You gym, had built up to that. You know, so, but I started out with a couple of lightweights and, 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 and elastic bands, you know. So, so if somebody it, wants to use like half of their garage, they could do that. Half of their garage, they can move a chair aside in the living room, right. you know, and put a put a mat down and, and, and start out with the, the basics, you know, with your sit-ups, with your with your push-ups, you know, use, a, use an elastic band to stretch your shoulders, stretch your back. Mm -hmm. You know, and go for a walk. You, you know, know people drive. People drive to the gym to get on the on the stair stepper or yeah. to get on the, <laughs> on the treadmill. You know, why not? Why not take the dog and walk for half an hour? You know? That's part of the reason I got to Harley yeah. was because it forced me to go for long walks. That's why I got uh, brain tumors. You know, because it forced me to <laughs> <laughs> to to start working out and change my life. Not exactly the same thing. Oh, it's not the same thing. Not the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, so well, as you as you know, I just wanted to make sure that I'm on the right track. That's why I had a second uh, cancer surgery about nine weeks ago. I so, know but, you you have been through it. But, so I'm amazed that you're up and around and you're here in the studio talking to us so soon. Know. Well, because you asked me. Oh. For anybody else, I would not have been available. No, I'm See? just kidding. 
I try to be nice to people. So decades later, they still talk to me. I hope I just made some points. You did. You scored heavily. So I have seen photos of your gym at home, um, and it it does look like a professional workout studio. It's impressive. But what killed me was all of the statues and all the trophies around. You have so many of them. It's really a testament to how somebody who just wanted to get back to wellness. Yeah. But like I told you, you know, it was, it was, uh, um, I worked out from start of the rehab later on, you mm-hmm. know, and this competitiveness that I have, you know, so I want to, every day should be, you know, more and better than the day before. And every time you learn something, you want to do it better the next day, you know, and that is that, I don't know why it took such a traumatic event that I got to that, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, um, but it is easy to reprogram yourself if you really want to do it. You know, I, I don't think that you need brain tumors and cancer and whatnot to do it. You know, it helped me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, well, it's because you're a stubborn old goat. Yeah, so you needed a bigger push than most. I know. I know. So, but uh, but everybody can reprogram uh, your brain. You know, and yeah. and the the thing is, you know, like you said, a, a healthy mind and a healthy body and and health is wealth. Is mm-hmm. you know, start at home and mm-hmm. take the time. You know, so and you, and like you had alluded to earlier, with COVID, we're all revisiting what home means to us. It is. It is so much more of a sanctuary now than it ever was. Mm-hmm. You know, and you feel safe and sound there. You make me think of something. So I'm a homeowner. I'm at home. I've carved out space wherever it is to be my health and wellness sanctuary. Is there anything in the environment you think is important for people to have or not have in that environment? The thing is, like I said, you know, you can you you, you can really it is it is not what you surround yourself with the mm-hmm. big gym or the big or the big equipment or whatnot, you know. But it is you that makes the change. Funny enough, is that your body weight is the first weight that you also use to start out mm-hmm. is uh, as as weights that you push around, you know, and you can make so many different exercises and whatnot you know i mean uh, i don't want to i don't, I don't want to tell people what they do for exercises because right. you can you know put a youtube channel on and and you have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different but the thing is you know just starting you i know, love that's, that that's that just that, start that's, just start if you get over the hump that you actually exercise one time that you really didn't want to mm-hmm. that's the that's the Game changer. That's the new beginning. Yeah, that's the new beginning. That you said, hey, look, you know, my my health and my well being is and, and my saneness is is more important than 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 my job or that what, what whatever it is that day. You know, mm-hmm. you said make that a priority. You know, as long as you make yourself a priority, and that goes with the with the wealth and with the yeah. with the health, and and being you know, being happy. At the risk of sounding glib. I think that our, our wellness and our happiness begins and ends at home. Well, it really yeah. Does. Yeah. It really does. But like I said, you know, you, you, uh, I'm an immigrant. I came to the United States in, in, in 86. It was, it was engraved in my brain that uh, once you buy a house, in, mm-hmm. especially in a nice state like California, mm-hmm. once you buy a house in California and you're a homeowner, you know, you got it made. Yeah, you know, people forget that. It truly now, is the American because dream. nowadays, you know, the bar is so high. Of you know, nowadays you have to have a jet to make it. You know, then you have to have you know the car collection to make it. You have to have. I the, will talk about your car collection next time. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, well, I should, oh, 
Oh, yeah. you went there. All right. I went there. Well, there's a bunch I want to talk to you about, but we're going to have to take a quick pause here and ask Paul if he would please share with us a little information about our sponsor this week. Well, absolutely. I'm fascinated here. I'm trying to remember to hit the right buttons and listen at the same time here because Wendy always surrounds herself with some fascinating, great strategic partners and people who really know a lot about a lot of things. And if you want to know more about getting a good lawyer, well, you couldn't do better than our sponsor, Ford and Diulio. It's an Orange County-based boutique litigation firm with experienced attorneys from big law firms. Partners who founded it did so on the concept of aligned interests, where their success is tied to your success and where the rewards for them are in being efficient and effective, not just making the bill get higher. And where they engage in the relentless pursuit of their clients' goals, whether in litigation, mediation, or at trial. You want to try a different approach? Go check them out. FordDiulio.com. Just like it sounds, F-O-R-D-D-I-U-L-I-O. FordDiulio.com. All right, Wendy, you got to let me ask a couple of questions. I, was just I don't say, even know where to go. Before, we could spend forever on this guy here. He just casually says, "Oh yeah, I was a soccer player, and then I now I do leather, and then I had a heart attack or something or a brain tumor." Yeah, yeah, had and a then, stroke. Yeah. yeah, no big deal, and uh, this and that, and I'm doing this, and it's just yeah, wow. Every one of these is like really what? right. If one thing happened to a human, you'd be like, "That's amazing." I, 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 without getting deep into his story again here, when did it become clear that he had to change? Because it sounds like he was a pretty high achiever who didn't change, perhaps, who didn't get into all these workouts and everything. Was it, was it the brain tumor? Was it waking up? When, when did you say, i got to reprogram myself? Well, I, like I said before, it, it, it's, it's, the, it's the time, the second, the mini-second that when somebody tells you, this is it. I got the percentages, you know, and I didn't even want to play the percentages, what the doctor said, what the percentages may be to to come out. And the thing is, you know, the whole environment, you know, you go to the neurology department and you see all these poor kids, especially, and, and, and these patients, you know, not capable of walking anymore, not capable of talking anymore, uh, having hoses coming out of their head and, 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 and whatnot. And it just gives you such a reality check, you know. It's not like a reality check of going to uh, to see some homeless people or to go see some 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 poor people or whatever, you know. And saying, you know, a reality check when it happens to you. A reality check is when you see everything around you and everything seems to be falling apart. And then you make yourself a promise and says, if I get through this by the sake of God, then. You're going to make the changes you pay back and and you pay forward as well. But I'm always fascinated with promises made at those critical moments because there's certain bargaining that goes on. If I get through this, God, then was, I'll there, change. Yeah, there was no bargaining. There was no bargaining. What I'm saying is, I, I, I if I get, it was not conditional that I right. make the changes. If and, I if I weren't able because I would not be alive to make these changes, so be it. And then so many of us say, oh, now I'm going to change because I survived a, a fire, a disaster, a bankruptcy, near death, something, a divorce, something. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm going to change. And yet most of us don't. In my, But in my case, it was not changing. I didn't change from cold to hot or from hot to cold or from green to red. I just changed by making better decisions. Mm -hmm. You know, I 
I made it a point at the very beginning not to let emotions interfere with, with my reactions. You know, I, I started sleeping over things, over emails, over, over people approaching me, sleep over it and don't respond right away in anger or put emotions in it. You know, so that's how I changed my life. I didn't change my life in what I was doing. I didn't change my life, you know, so saying I'm not going to be a bad boy anymore. You know, I still have my flaws like I had before. I just make better decisions. You know, that's that, that's a difference, you know. I mean, these resolutions that you make and these, like you said, bargaining that you make, that's yeah. that's nonsense, you know, because because you forget about that. You know, you make resolutions on... When you when you're drunk on champagne on on, on New Year's <laughs> Eve, you know, and when you wake up with a headache, you say, "Oh, what the hell?" So next week we'll talk about yeah. that. We'll talk about. It. Yeah. So I got one more quick one, and then I'll let you personal questions here. And this sort of ties back to the theme of the show, which is real estate. Everybody I know either has or aspires to have some kind of workout space at home, and yet none of the homes were designed for this. Are we ever going to get to a place where, just as when I was a kid, there was a dining room? Right. Nobody mm-hmm. has that anymore. Mm-hmm. Are we going to have a workout room that comes with the house? It's not a converted bedroom. It's not an extra stall in the garage. That is a really good question and something that we are starting to see builders do. I mean, granted, let me just start here. Mm -hmm. There are so few new build homes in Orange County because there's just such a scarcity of dirt upon which to build. However, those homes that are being built, most of them are are adding a supplemental, what they're calling a bonus room or a multi-purpose room. And they market it as a yoga room, a workout room, you know, a, a second office space because they recognize people want to have that. So they're not necessarily saying this is your home gym, but they are acknowledging that it is built and ventilated, usually has a bathroom adjacent to it. So it's suitable for that purpose. Yes, exactly. It's yeah. thought out. It's not yeah. just an extra thing in, in the garage where we didn't park the car this week. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, I have, I have a lot of friends in, in sports, athletes. And go figure. They <laughs> and they built the first thing that they built when they built a home or designed or, or called for is a workout area. Right. You know. So and 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 that's just if, if you are into pottery, you know, you make sure that when you have a house, you make you make room, mm-hmm. you know, to to have your turntable mm-hmm. for you your know, art studio. For your art studio. Yeah. But nowadays, with all the trend of of healthy living and and whatnot, it I see the difference myself in, in houses that I visit from friends and, you know, that they built their house around, make sure they have a gym there. Virtually yeah. every um, spec build includes a gym now. Yeah. So when people are building a one-off home, there's a gym. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great question. So people don't have to reinvent the space if they have the luxury of wealth. But I love Hans's point that you don't have to be a wealthy person to create a space. You Not can literally all. start with a chair. Not at all. If you, you can build a gym for hundreds of thousands of dollars you can mm-hmm. build a gym for tens of thousands of dollars and you can pay uh, build a gym you know for two thousand dollars right and you literally have the same effect on mentally and physically it can have the same effect on you than uh, every every gym you can dream of you know it's you that makes a difference it's not the weights not the machine mm-hmm. not the not the flooring not the lighting not the big pictures, not the big mirrors. It's you that makes the difference, you know, so. So commit really to yourself. Doesn't. Yeah. All and right. the thing is, you know, you enjoy the crap out of your house. Wow. You know, that's that's just how it is. I think it, that's important. Yeah, it Of is. course. All right. So I don't know if we talked very much about this, Hans. I, I always, of course, want to talk to my guests about what they do professionally and their background. 
they're never as interesting as you. I'd pity the next one because this is going to be really and, uh, tough. And, and never convicted. And never convicted. <laughs> but often accused. Yes. Oh, we shan't yes. talk about the color orange today. Yeah. But moving yeah. on, what I like to do at the end is sort of bring the person to the fore. In your case, that will be far easier than at most. I ask everyone a static set of questions, you know, sure. kind of like the Proust questionnaire or what you see in Vanity Fair. So, so here we go. Uh, what city do you call home? Well, as you know, I'm a butterfly. I know. You know so uh, after, obviously, my, 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 my hometown, you know, it's always my hometown in Germany. But once you have immigrated into another country, you make your home where you feel comfortable. Right. You know, and uh, and I'm a kind of guy, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm as you know, I'm not not very shy. <laughs> and uh, I make friends very, very fast. And wherever I lay my hat, you know, I call it home and make the best out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, so I don't really have, you know, and, and I was lucky enough. Um, I had a really, really good real estate broker this year who got me a house. Now at, he's just kissing up and I like beach. it. <laughs> you know, and uh, I, I'm for, we need a good broker. If you can give me a name off, right? Here, right. Do you know anyone? Looking gave, for a good broker. She gave me a card. I have to. I have to. Look, <laughs> I have to look it up. Yeah, just just offline. Yeah, yeah. It, it's Windy. Win, win, I think her ben name is Windy. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. So, so Long Beach. We're we're talking about Long Beach. Yeah. No, it's okay. it's it's a very very nice place that we have there. And you know, I'm, I was lucky enough to to have homes in the most beautiful places here in California and in mm -hmm. Oregon. And, uh, you know, I, I enjoy it just the, the hell out of it. And, and But I I do call actually Long Beach my, my home now because... It's your new favorite. I fell in love with this whole area, you yeah. know. And I always wanted to be at the beach. And now I have a house in the mountains deep in the snow. I have a house in the in the foothills. And, and at the beach, so I'm, I'm blessed. What is it about Long Beach? I'm sorry to jump in again here, but I have a friend who lives in Long Beach down by, I don't know, you can walk to the beach from there. It's an older home that he bought, mm -hmm. and it's in like a really old neighborhood, mm -hmm. yeah. and he rehabbed this house, and he just gets a kick out of him. He goes kayaking in the little canals, it and is he walks down, and, and I'm like, Long Beach just seems like downtown L.A. to me or something. I know, I love it. It's, no, it's, it's less urban than that. It is. It is so... It calms you down. I, I mean, I have a, like I said, I have a home right at Mount Bachelor in Sun River Resort, which we turn into an Airbnb now because we don't go there a lot. Uh, I have this place in, in a little town called Monrovia here, and which is in the foothills, and I have the bears and the deer and, and the coyotes and the foxes and whatnot, and it's very, very quiet. And But there's something about Long Beach that, relaxes you, you know, and uh, the building where I live in, uh, that uh, broker we don't want to mention, got, <laughs> got me, is, is on the sand, you know, mm -hmm. so uh, 70, 72 steps down the down the stairs and I'm, I'm on the beach. In the new year, I want Wendy to do periodically market profiles, because oh, she was talking about idea. Fountain Valley, and nobody yeah. ever thinks of living in Fountain Valley. Right. Nobody yeah. thinks about it. We think of the, you know, Newport Beach or, you know, or Cota de Cosa. Mm -hmm. You've got these areas that everybody knows, Laguna Beach. Nobody talks about Long Beach. The unsung or, heroes. Yeah, like right. Santa Ana. When I say I live Santa in Santa Ana, people are horrified. But I have to guess, I mean, again, knowing Hans, having grown up in Europe, Long Beach has, to my mind, yes. a little bit of that European flavor. It does. There are some older buildings. You've got Beautiful. residential mixed yeah. with commercial. You can walk to a cafe. It's great. Right? You yeah. can walk to little markets. And it's so 
diversified. You know, it's mm. not like when you go into into newer planned cities. Mm-hmm. You know, then you see all these. There are no more individual coffee right. stores. There are no more individual individual restaurants. There's, you know, the old buildings. You know, so this is Long Agreed. Beach is really, really good. It's diverse. Yeah. Okay, so this is going to be tough. I can't imagine, given all that you have done. What do you consider your greatest achievement to date? Well, there's a little tiny piece of paper that I have, and it's uh, written by a five-year-old kid. Or it was written by a five-year-old kid, and that was the son of the owner of the company that bought my company. Uh, his name was Benjamin, and we this this the acquisition, the sale was going on for over a year, and I met little Benjamin a lot of times in the office, and we played with the matchbox cars, and and mm-hmm. and, and you know you know me and kids, you mm-hmm. know. So when we finally concluded the acquisition of my company. It was called, uh, uh, we called it uh, uh, the Benjamin Project, Project Benjamin, <laughs> you know, the whole time, mm-hmm. you know, because we were looking for something. So we we started communicating uh, with uh, Project Benjamin. So anyway, so we made everything, we tightened everything up, the deal was done, money was transferred, everything, and I was in seven heaven. And then I got a little piece of paper, it was written by Benjamin, and uh, he was, like I said, five years old, he could you know, just big print, mm-hmm. and it says, uh, uh, Uncle Hans, congratulations on Project Benjamin. Uh, uh, I know. So is it fair to say that that's your most prized possession as well? Yes. Oh. Yes. It's, it's. I did not know this. It's a new story for me. Well, I, you can You're, eat everything, but you cannot know anything. You are so full of stories. You know. No, so I have that. I have, a, I have, a, I have this big trophy you know, a loose side trophy that mm-hmm. that commem- commemorates the sale of the company and mm-hmm. congratulatory signatures and whatnot. You know, which, which means, excuse my language, which, which means a lot to me, but it, but also doesn't mean shit. Right. So, it, no, a note from a five-year-old. But that is little everything. note from the five-year-old, you know, that that he's, you know, and I'm an uncle Hans. Of you course. Know. Oh, of course you are. Was, and I have it. I, I framed it. I have it, and I will never never live without it. That's incredible. You know? So what you said before, all the trophies and all the right. all the other yes. accomplishments, you know, it's it's nothing like looking at that because it's so genuine. Mm-hmm. It's you know? real. Yeah. So, do you have a personal motto? Well, my my motto is always, you know, sleep over it now. Nice. Know? Because it doesn't matter how bad the news are or how you know aggravating the information is mm-hmm. that you that you get and whatnot, sleep over it. That's you know, don't brilliant make a advice. big deal out of it. And I've always been a very, very emotional person anyway. I'm emotional about what I do. Mm. But when it comes to business, I know how to conquer and divide and be less or zero emotional over closing a business or making decisions or whatever. And I don't care if I hurt some somebody through that through that period, they will understand, you yeah. know, because they know me. And to know you is to love you. Well. It's true. All right. Don't forget that. We're going to have to wrap it up as much as I hate to say goodbye. And and I welcome everyone to join us next week. So we're going to have some special end-of-year reflections, some predictions for the next year. I'll have a chat with one of my dear friends, Tony Burton, who's a brilliant real estate attorney. And until then, have a great day. 